Welcome to BYOB, the Be Your Own Boss podcast, inspiring you to be the CEO of your life. This is Ellie. And this is Rianne. Whether you're an entrepreneur or not, grab a beverage and tune in to BYOB because you don't need a business to be your own boss. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Be Your Own Boss podcast. We are so happy to have you here and for you to be joining us on this Friday Eve chat today. So today, it is the Thursday before Earth Day, and we are so excited to talk about Earth Day and sustainability and just all things loving Mother Earth. So we're so excited for today's conversation and really excited to, to to engage on social media with some of you and hear some things that you're doing to either celebrate Earth Day or some sustainability practices that you have. But Rhiannon and I are excited to be here and let's start it off with our bevies. So Rhiannon, what beverage did you bring? Let's do it. Happy BYOB day. I love the energy and I love the fact that it is a Thursday before Earth Day and the fact that we're talking all about how some of our sustainability practices as well as some great tips out there. I think it's just going to be a really good conversation overall. But yes, BYOB, I have my beverage. It is a Synergy Kombucha, my tried and true, but it's a new flavor. (laughs) <laughs> it is a new flavor that I found at Trader Joe's. It's the Peach Paradise. Ooh. I do enjoy it. It is very good. It's good. Yeah. If you like, if you are just easing into the kombucha world, you're not really sure how to feel about it yet. Synergy is always a brand I rec- that I recommend because it's very, it has the fruit flavors and it's like, I don't know, it has a good balance of all of the flavors, like not too mm-hmm. tangy. And I feel like Peach Paradise is a very, like, mild and, like, safe flavor if you want to try kombucha. Mm. I saw that at Trader Joe's this week, and I was thinking about getting it. Didn't get it. But I'll have to try it next time. I'm not a huge peach person. Oh, okay. So it kind of steered me away. But I do want to try it. I'm intrigued. I found so many fun beverages today or the other day at Trader Joe's. Yeah. I was like, I had options. I had options to choose from. Um, The other day, if you don't like peach, um, you know, there's more flavors. But I did find a sparkling water that I really liked. It's like, I think it's the Trader Joe's brand. I'll share it on Instagram, but it's so good. It is their organic sparkling elderberry and pomegranate apple cider vinegar beverage. Mm. That's a mouthful. But it was delicious. Yes, I have seen and tried one of those, but it I think the flavor was like strawberry orange. Yeah. Or something, but it was an apple cider vinegar sparkling beverage. Yes. It was really good. And, like I liked it a lot yeah. because it I don't like sparkling water because like I said, I've mentioned this before. It tastes like I'm licking off a scratch and sniff. And uh, this one <laughs> had all of the flavors. If you don't like sparkling water, you want a little bit more of that flavor and you don't necessarily like kombucha, try that one out. It's super good. Very flavorful. Highly recommend. Mm, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. Um, today, I made my hydration elixir, which Ooh. is, yes, I think you named it that after I gave it a poor name of like glow something i can't remember what i <laughs> named it but it is my hydration elixir which is water blended with some frozen berries and cucumber 
I don't have a lemon. Normally I like to squeeze a lemon in there, but this was a last minute beverage choice, literally like three minutes before we started recording because originally I got a bottle of rosé to have because it's, you know, we're recording this in the afternoon and it's been like in the eighties all week. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I should get a bottle of rosé to have for our next recording session. Well, it's snowing. So rosé was not the move and Aww. I'm going with a hydration elixir. Oh, so. bummer. Hopefully That's you'll get to pop that rosé this weekend though. I know. I'm really excited about it. It's like a rosé from Pinot Noir, which is one of my faves. So mm. maybe I'll have that next time we record. But yeah, today is a hydration elixir. Very good. I love that. That sounds so fun. I love that you named a hydration elixir too. Oh, you it's named like the it perfect that. Name. I feel like but, I yeah. said. Yeah, I feel like I said something else, but mm, oh, it's fine. Not important. Yeah. The name is cute. Hydration elixir. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. maybe this is like maybe we'll coin our own BYOB hydration elixir beverage. Wouldn't that be that fun? That would be so fun. Have it ready to drink in a can, or like just a recipe. Ooh. Both Maybe all the above, like, or, yeah. One we'll do like a recipe, and then we'll become like the Olipop. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, everyone, keep your eyes peeled for BYOB Ooh, uh, hydration so elixir exciting. in your local grocery mm. store. I love this little manifestation. Yes, session. manifesting a eye level placement at a Trader Joe's. So Ooh. Yes. We'll okay. I love that. Okay. So. That's always a fun segment we like to do to start off the pod. And the next one is tip trick thing where we like to share something, a tip, a trick, or a thing that has elevated our lives recently. So what is your tip trick thing today? So since we're on the topic of sustainability and reduce, reuse, recycle is on the top of my mind, I've actually had this thing for, oh my gosh, probably like four years now. It's it's been with me for a long time. And it is my electric toothbrush. Mm. I freaking love my electric toothbrush. I think I think it's nearing the end of its life. But like I said, I've had it for four years and it's lasted me a really long time. But I got it. It was an investment when I was in high school, I think. Like after the dentist, uh, they told me I had like a lot of staining and they were like, have you ever tried an electric toothbrush? And I was like, mm, not really, because I was like, why would I do that when I can just use a manual toothbrush? But it actually has so many benefits that helps get rid of like all of the staining on your teeth if you do struggle with that. And it's so cool because you don't have to replace your whole toothbrush, aka wasting plastic, aka better for the environment. They do have like a like LED, I don't know if it's LED or like a UV light that helps you like clean it if you want to oh. buy that. Um, but I just replaced like the That's little cool. Yeah, I just replaced the toothbrush heads, so that's one way to do it. It's, I mean, it's not like completely waste-free, but it is a little more environmental Mm -hmm. than going through multiple toothbrushes every three months. So I love it. My brand is the Philips brand. It's like the one that you can get at Costco and literally anywhere. Um, I think when I got it, it retailed for about $200. And like I said, it's been with me for four years. So if you can think of that as a long-term investment, I highly recommend Um, Another thing is I know there are like the Quip toothbrushes out there, like in Target Mm -hmm. and different places. I don't know if the Quip is as good because like even though like it vibrates just like a regular electric toothbrush, I I can't 
testify that it helps with like the staining as much as my Philips one has. So um, if you're looking mm -hmm. for a good one, though, I highly recommend the Philips one. It's so good. That's good to know. I am in the market for a new toothbrush. Ooh, I got, yeah, I got my electric toothbrush. I honestly don't even remember when, if it was in high school or middle school, but I've had it for so long, obviously like replacing the toothbrush heads, but I've had it for so long now only holds a charge for like two brushes. So what is that? Four minutes? Oh no. <laughs> so I have to bring my charger everywhere because the battery is so bad, but so I've been looking for a new electric toothbrush, so I'll have to check that out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good one. Yeah, I do really like mine. It's lasted a long time. And it's like one of the older models mm -hmm. too. So maybe if you get a newer model, it's going to be even better. Yeah, that's a yeah. good one. Well, how about you? What do you have in mind for your chip trick thing? Yes. So on the topic of sustainability as well, I have a tip today. And I'm sure a lot of people listening already do this. So maybe this isn't a helpful tip, but a tip that I have is when you're getting to the end of your life of like a toothpaste or lotion or moisturizer, things like that, to cut the tube open. Oh my gosh. Because there's yes. always so, so much, much more. There's so much more. Like I just was out of lotion this week and I cut the lotion tube open mm -hmm. and I've been able to use it for like seven more days past oh my when I thought it was dead. And same with toothpaste, foundation, if you have your foundation in like a tube type of thing. Mm -hmm. But you can get so much more life out of every product when you like dissect the packaging and get more out. Yes. So <laughs> not only are you getting every drop out, but it's also helpful for your wallet. So you it gives you mm -hmm. more product. Totally. So Saves money. Yes, it does. And so again, I'm sure a lot of people already do this, but this is something that if you're not doing it, I would highly recommend because you can get so much more product out of your little tubes and packaging. I do have some, you know, some packaging. You can't always do that. Like SPF packaging. I've been trying to figure out a way to open the bottle. Because mm -hmm. I cannot figure out how to get it open. It's actually the clear stem SPF that I know you have as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how do I open this? I know there's more in there. Just take a, a hammer to it. Bottle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then when I put it on my face, it's going to have like specks of metal from the hammers. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, maybe but never mind. <laughs> I'll, I do want to figure out a way. Anyway, point is, there's always more. So if you can oh, figure out a way to open it. Plastic bag. Put it in like a little baggie. Right? And then take yeah. a hammer to it. <laughs> yeah. I should. Or like, I wonder if I can just take a pliers and like pry okay, yeah. maybe, the top off. I don't know. I'll get creative. We'll see what I can do. Uh, maybe this is a project Jake and I can work on together. Mm -hmm. Be our weekend project. Catch anyway, us on our Instagram story <laughs> demoing, um, demoing some SPF a bottles. tiny bottle of SPF. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's my tip for today, which... I love that we both have tip trick things that are centered around sustainability, which yes. as you mentioned is our topic for today with Earth Day coming up. We both were excited to talk about sustainability. And as you know, the Beer on Boss podcast is centered around wellness, anywhere from financial, occupational, spiritual, but 
also I think environmental is a huge part of wellness as well. And um, we all live in the same environment of earth. And we know a lot of listeners are in the same city. Some listeners are even roommates. So it's like your environment when it comes to the earth, but also just what's around you is such an important thing and is a part of wellness in general. So we're excited to dive on in. Mm -hmm. Actually, Ellie, we are on the same wavelength because your tip was like my number one thing that I had. Really? Yeah, for sustainability. Like that is something that I do all the time is cut open my tubes and like try to empty my jars. Mm -hmm. And I save little jars from like sample products, from like literally anything. Um, And when I cut open the tubes, I'll just like scoop it, like scrape it out and then put it into the little Mm -hmm. jars. So I have like travel sizes of that Mm -hmm. product for next time. So I love that you mentioned that because it's actually one of my favorite tips. And it goes such a long way. Like even, Mm -hmm. even as you said, like maybe a lot of you already know it, but like how many of you actually do it? Right? Like I've thrown away many tubes and I've thrown away many things because I just like, sometimes I just like didn't want to cut it open and dissect it. Yeah. Honestly, it's. And sometimes I forget. Yeah. But it's such an easy tip and such an easy way to be more mindful of Mm -hmm. what you're consuming and how much you're consuming. And uh, yeah, if you're ever in a pinch and you can't run to Target really quick to get more toothpaste, cut it open. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, we are on the same wavelength there. And I think, you know, as we're talking about this, especially like you mentioned, you know, sometimes we think about, oh, we just don't want to cut it open. I think in this whole conversation, um, like Rian mentioned, we're going to talk about kind of like our sustainability journey and also some tips or things that we do in our life where we've implemented that. But at the end of the day, we all are on different journeys. And I know for me, and I'm curious to hear about your sustainability journey, but for me, I feel like I'm still very new to it. Yeah. So I still have so much to learn. So we're coming from a place of like, these are some things that we do, but of course, nothing and no one is perfect. And one way is not better than another. It's we're all on a journey where we work within our own means to be, um, a global and environmental citizen. So yeah, um, we'll have some tips, but obviously uh, we are we still have a long way to go and we've come a long way. So mm-hmm. honoring yeah. both paths there. You're so right. Because like, even though like I think about my own journey and what I've been able to learn, if I didn't come into it with like an open mindset, it, you know, I would have just like really steered away from it and I would have it would have kept me from exploring some of these different options if mm-hmm. I just like, if I maybe heard somebody like put me down for something that I was doing or just like said things in a certain way that like wasn't very positive. So we're bringing this to you in a very positive space and creating that environment for you to be open-minded because that's where the journey starts. Being able to learn mm-hmm. and have resources and hear things about how, what we've been doing to maybe potentially apply into your own life. Because if if the fact that like we can make these little changes, it really adds up to make some monumental changes. So that's that's what we're here totally. to do. Totally. And I think that's a huge thing with sustainability. I know for me that I think about like, you know, I'm making all these small changes and implementing these small things, but I'm one person on in a huge pool of people, like, does that really make a difference? 
and these small things that I'm doing and that we'll get into like, does that really make a difference? But it totally does. Like I found a stat that says the average American consumer produces just under five pounds of trash every day. Mm. And a family creates about 18 pounds. So if you take that annually, that's over 1600 pounds per person annually in waste. That's a lot. So one person does make a huge difference. So these small things, these changes to implement, and like it's a journey, you can always adjust and move as you go along the process really does make a big difference for your community and for the world. So Mm -hmm. hopefully this is, you find it an empowering conversation to make some small changes that really do add up. Yes. We're all, we're here to empower and not to discourage. So buckle in for the ride. Yeah. So to kick it off, I'm curious about like your sustainability journey. And I think we all kind of have a why behind why we're, why we're passionate about sustainability like why are we making these changes in our everyday lives mm-hmm. so i'm curious to you know if you want to share any piece of your journey in getting involved in that and then also your why behind why you make these changes yeah i think that's such a good way to start because and with everything you should be asking about your why like why do you want to start this business why you want to start this hobby mm-hmm. why you want to create better changes to better the environments around you so like our why can be different from your why so we encourage you to just like take time to reflect on it if you do want to embark on some of these things to help better the environment in our opinion and for me there wasn't really one thing that like triggered my call to action I know there are like movies and films out there that talk about like the climate crisis and like, I don't know, there's there's been a lot of films recently come out that mm-hmm. talk about like the different harmful effects of, um, let's say, for example, like overfishing or like with animals or um, I think there was a movie about like cows and like the consumption of like beef, you know, just like. All of these things, there wasn't really one thing for me that like added up to that point. For me, I think it was just a culmination of learning about how one thing affects another. And Mm -hmm. that journey really came for me in college when I was like taking my gen ed credits and being able to like have different science classes that like really educated me about like the effects of our actions and um, looking at some of my history classes that I've talked about like here's where we are now. And like, here's like some of the bills that I've passed and here's why, you know, so a lot of it has come from just like my own education and um, as well as like hearing what other people are doing out there culturally and being curious Mm -hmm. about why they're doing that. So Mm -hmm. like I said, it wasn't really like a flip of a switch moment. It was more so over time. But Mm -hmm. since then, I've been able to, I think like one of the biggest things that I've, biggest changes that I've made to my life or biggest shifts that I've made to my life was that I am, I now consume more of a plant-based lifestyle. So, and it, it, it isn't that like I didn't like eating meat or that I am allergic to it, which thankfully I'm not, but like just being mindful of like what I consume on an everyday basis has really helped me like put it into a bigger picture. And so now I classify myself as a pescatarian. You, if you know that, if you don't know what that means, that means that I eat fish as my main protein rather than chicken, beef, or pork. Um, so that looks different for everybody, which I understand. But like, 
that just means that like I'm more conscious of what I'm eating and I do like Mm -hmm. to eat vegetables and all of the things and that's just what I put in my food um and I think like for me it's just been really nice to not base my meals around meat and for people that might not be familiar with like plant-based protein or like know this type of uh lifestyle they might think like well how do you get your protein and like how do you how do you feel full and how do you like go about life functioning as a pescatarian or as a vegetarian or as a whatever without eating meat and it's like actually it's like very possible i didn't really think of it either like i didn't think of it either when i first began my journey but like it's very much possible i just reflected on my own life and thought like i just really enjoy eating vegetables i grew up eating vegetables i like the healthier lifestyle and i don't believe that our meals should be based around meat so mm-hmm. that's where it took me and the overall picture yes i was the overall like goal was to be more environmental because I know how much pollution that like farms give out and I know how much pollution it takes to like or water it uses to produce meat and how much chemicals sometimes it can go in to process the meat. So that is the main reason why I stopped consuming it based off the fact that it was harmful for the environment as well as my own body. So just like having that awareness is why I made that change. But again, that could look different from for you and what you mm-hmm. decide to do. But I think that's one of the biggest changes I decided to make. Um, and, you know, who knows? Like, maybe that will begin to shift here and there as I continue to learn because the fishing industry isn't, like, the best either. But um, mm-hmm. like we mentioned earlier, this is an imperfect journey. We're all in this place to kind of keep continuing to learn and bring a positive mindset to things. So that's, like, the first, first thing, first big thing in my life mm-hmm. that I can think of when I think about my journey to sustainability. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And thank you for sharing that because I think, like you said too, it's not just one thing that's a flip of a switch, but many things that you learn and implement throughout your your life, I guess, and what you learn and through education, through others, um, through things that are coming out. I mean, there's always new research coming out and new articles. So yeah, mm-hmm. very true. Yeah. I think it was it was tough at first because living in Minnesota, there aren't a lot of options for plant-based lifestyles. And when you tell people that you don't eat meat, they kind of just like look at you funny, which is fine. And I ate at home for most of the time because I like to cook. But it and I felt at first, I was ashamed to like explain that like the main reason I did this was for the environment, simply because of the mm-hmm. fact that people didn't understand, which now in hindsight, it's like I wish I would have been more confident to say that um, because living in California, it's very widespread that people have plant-based mm-hmm. lifestyles. Like I feel very comfortable being mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't eat meat. It's a personal choice. I'm not allergic to it, but it's just better for the environment and better for my own health. And when I lived in Minnesota, when I first began my journey, it was like, I didn't want to say that. Like, I just, Mm -hmm. I just said like for health reasons and I didn't like left out the environmental part. So if you find yourself in a place that like, maybe it's not around your lifestyle or your diet, but like around something else that you just like feel not comfortable talking to people around you because you think they might not understand, like, and it's okay, like. I'm here to Mm -hmm. validate those feelings. I know that it's difficult sometimes, especially around family members, but you know, it's, it's an ever-changing journey and you should, you should feel confident about why you do the things you do because 
Um, there's research to back it up and it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's facts. It's just life. So be confident. Cool. And at the end of the day, it's like, you're the one who has that specific diet, you know, it's, it's not, um, someone else's like choice, what you do or don't eat. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I totally see how the culture of where someone lives makes a huge impact. Like I feel like Denver, I personally, um, do consume meat, but I feel like Denver is also very like vegan, vegetarian, pescatarian friendly, where there's a ton of mm-hmm. restaurants and um, options in the grocery store, things like that. But yeah, yeah, it's interesting. And especially like I work in the food and beverage industry and it's very interesting too on that side of things to see the developments that have been made mm-hmm. in the plant-based protein sector. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's awesome. And one more note before I get off my soapbox around this. I know I've talked a lot about it, but I think like it's also good to be aware of like where your food comes from because Ellie, Mm -hmm. you have educated me a lot about like the soy protein that goes into a lot of like impossible burgers or like the um, like fake chicken um, that's made out of soy to give protein. It's like that's taking away from some different resources that you're using for food in terms of providing nutrition for people that are in need like literally like nutritious meals that you're sending off to people in impoverished countries that cannot provide their own food so it's like the education around that really blew my mind because I was like oh my gosh even though having like an impossible burger that or a beyond burger that's like Mm -hmm. quote unquote plant-based it's still so processed and it's taking resources away from other people so it's just it's yeah kind of like you have to be aware of the different things that go into play Yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, like whether it be soy protein or, you know, a cucumber, I guess that's a bad example. Like there will be needs across the board from many different, you know, areas <laughs> with that. But yeah, I mean, I could go on all about soy protein, but it is interesting, like you said, just to know where your food comes from and the process behind your food. Yes. I think it's very interesting. Yes. Understand the um, process behind your food. Understand where it comes from. Yeah. And eating and meat isn't bad. Like there are indigenous mm-hmm. cultures that pract- have practiced eating meat for many, many years, for longer than we've been existing and been alive. And mm-hmm. like they source their meat very locally and it's very ethical. Yes. And so it's like, those are things that we have to be aware of too. So like just because mm-hmm. it's vegan or just because I'm pescatarian doesn't really necessarily mean that it's more environmentally friendly, but it does mean mm-hmm, that totally. I do take more caution and more awareness of what I consume. And I think that's the mm-hmm. biggest, that's like the biggest takeaway that I'm trying to get at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a really good point is just the overall awareness and learning where everything comes from. But mm-hmm. yes, yeah, that's- what about you though? That's enough about my ticket. <laughs> So I'd say like very similarly, didn't have any one specific event that totally changed everything for me. But when I thought about like this episode and really the what I guess, I don't know, sorry, I'm I'm trying to put my words into it of like, when did I really start taking action in implementing small changes into my life? And I think the biggest thing for me to start that was studying abroad in Europe. And I remember getting there and we had like multiple bins. You have a com, and this was just the way, so I was in Florence 
Italy. And this is just what the city did. Like this was a requirement is you have a trash bin, a recycling bin, a compost bin. And then there's another type of recycling. Like you had to separate your recycling. And then we had to bring like our five bins out to, you know, it didn't just get picked up on your curb. Like you actually bring your five bins out to your designated spot closest to you, like throw your trash away, put your recycling in the right area. Like you separate cardboard, you separate glass, separate trash bags, like, or excuse me, plastic bags, like everything separated. And that I remember thinking, and then you have your compost and I'm like, this is incredible. Like not only are are we separating things so that they can best be reused and recycled, but also it made me so much more aware of my waste and how much I was throwing away because you literally didn't just put it on a curb. Like you actually had to bring it out, separate yeah. everything. Um, so just things like that, that like living in a different culture in a different area that had different ways to go about waste. We also didn't have a dryer. So we had to hang dry everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and had like a very small um, water heater. So you had to think about your water consumption and making sure that you take short showers so like all of your roommates can have hot water for their showers. Things like that where it's like living in the suburbs of Minnesota. Like that was not something that I ever really had to think about growing up. I don't know, like you put your trash bag in the trash can and then they pick it up on Tuesdays. Yeah. And I so appreciated getting out of that element and expanding my view there. I think that was a huge thing. And then one day I was sitting in a coffee shop doing my homework and I heard like loud chanting outside and I walked out to the door and there was like a massive protest Mm -hmm. of people like in the streets with signs and like very peaceful. Um, But protesting and like for environmental sustainability and um I thought that was so cool like at that moment in my life I had never been in a like a protest environment before and it was so cool to see like that many people coming together for a common goal and taking action and raising their voices and that was so cool to me so anyway I think really getting out of my environment helped me to expand my horizons and really want to make change in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so my why, I guess, of like, those are all things that I noticed and that I took action on because I was out of my environment. But at the end of the day, when I think about my why of wanting to make these changes, it's because the world is so beautiful, like going on a hike mm-hmm. in Colorado or like going to a lake in Minnesota or going to the ocean with you in San Diego. Like, it just brings me to tears sometimes. I'm a sap, everyone. But (laughs) it brings me to tears sometimes of, like, how beautiful the earth is. Mm -hmm. And I want my kids and their kids and their kids to be able to see that beauty and experience the biodiversity and all the beautiful things. So that's really my why is to be able to, like, preserve and foster a beautiful environment for our generation but then also everyone to come Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah it's my 
story and why I guess kind of long-winded but no it's not I I love listening about listening to it like everybody has their own why and their own passions and even though there's always going to be those people that say like like why does it matter we're all just on a flying rock and like it's just going to like I don't know disappear anyway and like people are like California is just gonna fall into the ocean anyway so like why does it matter (laughs) and it's like yeah like chuckle ha 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 but like exactly what you said it's like I want to be able to enjoy the now so it's like well if you can give me if anybody can give me a timeline of when that's going to happen then sure maybe but even then like I'm still going to do what I can to be able to preserve what I have now because I'm grateful for it not because I'm just going to discourage everybody based off of the fact that like these things could happen and like that's just such a depressing way to put it it's like if that's actually the case that like the world is ending and we're not doing very good right now as we all know but like then that's why we're we're here we're trying to bring awareness to some of our own Mm -hmm. efforts and trying to make those little changes that add up to monumental efforts to be able to help mitigate and um bring a collective effort to all of that Mm -hmm. i love what you said ellie about Mm -hmm. bringing awareness to your surroundings and where you're at because yeah, growing up in somewhere that is like very closed off and you just have your own culture and what you're surrounded by every day, you're not going to be aware of what's going to be out there and what are some of like the different cultures and customs and different ways to take action if you're just in your own space. Mm -hmm. And while everybody can't travel across the country to find these new ways, we maybe encourage you that like you will be able to find some ways to apply your own why and apply your own uh, passion. Maybe it's about animals. Maybe it's about the plants. Maybe it's about nature. P- apply your own passion, your own why to mm-hmm. find some of these things to take action on. So Ellie, I'm excited to hear from you on some of your efforts that have maybe some little monumental things that have built up into a big effort mm-hmm. because that's what it's about. We're trying to erase our footprint one paper straw at a time and we smile through our drinks even though sometimes they're soggy and it's it's fine because we're doing this for the turtles. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's oh, well, it's true. We are doing this for the turtles. But what are some of the little things that you have been implementing into your life? Yeah, I know that we've touched on a few, like obviously with opening your products, getting the last bit out, things like that. I know you said supporting local and just awareness of your consumption and just where your food is coming from. And I think... um. I like ditto to all of that is I think the biggest thing that I think about too is that shopping local and supporting your local community I think sustainability or at least when I think of sustainability sustainability has so many meanings it can mean environmental sustainability sustainability community sustainability like sustaining a healthy and vibrant community can also mean financial sustainability and So sustainability has so many different facets to it. And I really like the shopping and supporting local as something that I try to keep forefront to my mind to not only be a little bit more environmentally friendly where, you know, you're not paying for shipping where something is going like across the world in a shipping container and then into a port that's then put in a semi truck and then brought somewhere and then ship to you like Mm -hmm. there's just so much so when you're able to bring your supply chain local I think that has a big impact Mm -hmm. when it comes to food like going to your I love going to the farmer's market I'll get my fruits and veggies when the farmer's market is 
in season in Colorado. Um, love being able to support local farmers and also like meat. I know I personally eat meat and you can buy that at the farmer's market. So you're supporting your local farmers. And it's like, not only are you reducing the carbon footprint of that transportation and supply chain, but also supporting your local community members, Mm -hmm. which I think is a huge piece of community sustainability. And um, I love being able to do that. So whether it be like shopping local at a boutique, at your local farmer's market, at a local grocery store or co-op. I personally love thinking about ways that I can bring my personal supply chain closer. And it's kind of fun too, because you're also supporting small businesses in that effort and um, like small family farms. Like my dad grew up on a farm and it's one of my favorite places on the earth. I love visiting it. And just hearing the stories of like his family and the effort and everything that goes into a farm and feeding the world. Like, thank you farmers because they are so needed. So to be able to support local just is something that I really appreciate doing. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'd say that's my number one that really comes to my mind is um that local piece, but mm-hmm. have I obviously have more, but I'm curious to hear some of yours too. And no, that's a good one. Alignment. I just want to like talk a little bit more about that too, because it's I love being able to go to my neighborhood farmers market and be able to like peruse and see what's all in season and what's going on. And I'm very fortunate to be able to like move to San Diego where there's farmers markets year round because of the climate. But there are people like when we lived in Minnesota, like farmers markets were only a luxury in the summer. And Mm -hmm. even being able to get to a farmers market was even a luxury and having the money to afford some of the produce was even a luxury. So like I want to address that like that can look different for everybody because this is just addressing the bigger bubble that we live in a capitalistic consumption consumerism economy where buying local and buying small business goods are more expensive than buying the mass produced goods and i recognize that and so it's like if you are like oh, i want to get to that local farmers market but i can't or like oh, i can't just it's not financially feasible for me to just shop small mm-hmm. businesses like we're not asking you to go all in we're just asking you to have mm-hmm. the awareness of like where some of these things come from and where the foods you're eating are coming from just like we talked about in the beginning and I'll argue that like I think like one of the top things if you Google like sustainable efforts, one of the top things that's going to pop up on the Google search bar is like eliminating fast fashion. Right. And like Mm -hmm. that's just a huge thing in our, like I said, consumerism economy where that's that's just going to be a big piece of it. And I'll argue that like fast fashion can look so different for everybody. Just because you're buying from small businesses doesn't mean you're necessarily stopping fast fashion because, yes, you get rid of the part that like they're not mass producing goods. But if you're like continuously buying from small businesses and you're continuously getting rid of those clothes, like Mm -hmm. that's also considered fast fashion if you're like not if you're just like throwing them away. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like. If you are getting your pieces from H&M or if you're getting your pieces from Zara, but you're wearing them for a long time and you're taking really good care of them, like just because that brand is labeled quote unquote fast fashion doesn't mean that you necessarily are going through the efforts to make it a fast fashion item. Mm -hmm. 
like again like if you're going thrifting like thrifting is very environmentally friendly it's great we're advocates for thrifting but it's like if you're constantly thrifting and like going through those cycle of clothes then that's not really good for the environment either if you're just throwing them away or if they fall apart and you don't replace them right Mm -hmm. so I, I just think like there's so many facets of sustainability just like you mentioned before Ellie it's like there are so many ways to do it and one way works for you one way can work for another person but overall I think that like awareness of what you're doing and your actions is just going to speak a lot louder than what maybe Google search Mm -hmm. bars are telling you out there. So don't get discouraged. Always have a conversation about it. Like think through it, have that reflectiveness. And I think like you're doing, you're doing great. You're doing more than you know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So true. I think that is such a good point. Also like going back to the whole shopping local thing, like that is, I love that you brought that up because that is so true of sometimes local doesn't, it's not always like financially sustainable, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but with fast fashion, like that's also a great point where I have like so many things in my closet from H&M, but, but that I've had them for like six years. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I think it all comes back and no matter what it is, like with it be your wardrobe or whatever, it all comes down to intentionality. Yes. And um, being intentional. And I think that's one thing I've really tried to work on, which is hard, especially <laughs> like yeah. wedding planning. Like you want to buy all the cute white dresses and you want to buy like all these cute things. And I'm like, you know, I don't want to get this one thing that I'm going to wear literally once mm-hmm. besides a wedding dress. Cause that's fun. But, <laughs> um, yeah. but you can also like when it comes Rent to that, them. like I've looked at, yeah, I've looked at renting one or mm-hmm. even um, you can buy used dresses. I mean, you wear them or people wear them once. So you can like buy them used. So I've looked into that. But when it comes to a whole like bridal wardrobe or things like that, I've been having to catch myself in like, I don't need to like buy this, I guess. Like I want to make sure that if I'm getting something, I have many uses out of it, mm-hmm. I guess is what I'm getting at. Um yeah, I agree. Yeah. So anyway, kind mm-hmm. of went off, but no, um, that's, I mean, that's just a good thing to talk about. So yeah. being being aware, being intentional and overall, like being cognizant of what your actions are causing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so true. Um, I love that. I think on the like lines of consumption in general to one thing that I have really tried to work on and I guess a tip too is all around energy consumption and um so some things that I've implemented with energy consumption is like working from home um I have a few windows in my bedroom so I'll often like not even turn the lights on during the day and I know obviously like everyone's setup is different so this is not feasible for everyone but just like a small tip or thing that I've implemented in my life is just opening the windows and being able to use natural light so that I don't have to have lights on for like hours and hours and hours a day since I work from home. And then at night, I unplug everything. So I unplug my desk, like shut down and unplug my laptops. Um, besides literally like light bulbs, I guess, like I'll mm-hmm. unplug everything. So it's not um, using energy, I guess, when I don't need it. Mm-hmm. So obviously, you know, you're charging electronics sometimes, like I plug my phone in at night, but when it comes to my laptops or my desk, which is a sit to stand, so it 
is plugged in. Um, unplugging that and just thinking of little things like that when it comes to energy consumption, which is not only helping environmentally, but also your energy bill. Yes. So that's nice. So win-win. Yes. Yeah. A total win-win. I love Um, that. That's a good one. Something easy, you know, flip off the light switch. If you're not using it, turn Mm -hmm. it off. Yeah. Or like if you do work out of the house, like turning your lights off before you go to work, like shutting your bedroom lights off, your kitchen, whatever it is, and your garage light. I find that's often a place that I miss is like turning off the garage light. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So energy, I think, is one to think about. But what else is on your list for like tips and things mm-hmm. that you have implemented in your life? Yeah. A small one that I find really helpful is to have a handful of reusable grocery bags in my car. So I keep them like when I go shopping and stuff like a lot of grocery stores will now have reusable grocery bags like Trader Joe's has so many cute ones. You can get them from Aldi for like 99 cents, like get those like durable ones. I've gotten one from Aldi that's like a a cooler bag that I use when I go grocery shopping. And this can also be a little tip too. So like I'm limited on my fridge space because of the living environment that I'm in. I share Mm -hmm. fridge space with um, like three other people. So we just have to like be more cognizant of how much we shop. But it has also helped so much with food waste. So what I do is I only take my one reusable grocery bag when I go to the grocery store and I don't use a cart. I never get a (laughs) cart. Whatever fits in my grocery bag is it's what I can purchase for the day mm-hmm. because one, that's what's going to fit in my fridge and my pantry. And two, it's helping me actually think out what I want my meals to be for the week and be able to actually intentionally buy things because we all know how fun it is to go to Trader Joe's and browse the aisles and mm-hmm. get all like five different condiments that you're not going to need. And then you just sit there and they go bad and you throw them away. So it just really makes you intentional and like cognizant of like what you're buying rather than just buying everything, especially mm-hmm. if you're hungry and you go to the grocery store. Yeah, that's so true. Shopping hungry <laughs> is always dangerous. Um, yeah, I love that. I think that's such a good idea too. And obviously it looks different if you're feeding a family. Like for us, we're just Oh, two, yes, of course. We're individual shoppers, but I have done that too, where I'll just bring one bag in and always have a um list basket oh, instead of oh yeah and a list yeah <laughs> I, I do write out my list and I always like writing out my list I'm kind of old school I guess and that I'll like pen and paper my grocery list but yeah like having a basket and I'm not super strong yet I'm working on it <laughs> um, my upper body strength is not incredible so there'll be times where I'm like like vlogging my basket I'm like I don't know how I can carry this like my arm's gonna fall off like the days where you get a gallon of milk and you have like a tub of yogurt like and kombucha like all the heavy things in your basket but like (laughs) I will not get a cart because yeah I think that's a good way to keep yourself in check I know I need to keep myself in check because grocery shopping is fun for me I love like seeing it's so fun new things out there um doing some research on what's new and happening in the food and beverage world. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's such a good tip. And I'm curious, like Denver just instituted a law or not Denver. I think it's actually Colorado wide where um, plastic bags and paper bags are 10 cents. Oh yeah. That's what California does. They're 15 cents. 
Oh, nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that California has been doing that for a few years, Mm -hmm. but that just passed this year in Colorado. And um, it's been cool to see. I know that um, it can be annoying to have to remember to bring a reusable bag. Like I just keep a handful in my trunk um, so that I don't forget, but I know it can be annoying, but it's been really cool to see. Like every time I go grocery shopping, I see less and less like time use bags used. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the times that I do like forget my reusable bags, like maybe I use them all and forgot to put them back in my trunk or something like that. If I do have to get a paper plastic bag, I'll then use it as my trash bag yeah. in my bathroom yep. or um, for like packing something. Like if I'm going to a picnic yes. or going somewhere, like uh, I'm doing a weekend trip, I don't know, I'll put use it as like a laundry bag mm-hmm. or just finding a second use for the bags is yep. nice too. Because obviously there'll be times where you might forget a bag or um things like that. Yeah. Which is okay. Um, I think like, uh, yeah, when I lived in Minnesota and they didn't charge anything for bags, like I also just like kept reusable grocery bags because like I said, they're mm-hmm. cute and second of all, you can just have them all the time. And mm-hmm. I actually like trained my mom to stop using or stop like to bring grocery bags when she would go grocery shopping. And at first when Okay, you don't have to go this gung-ho, but like when I would first go to the grocery store with her and she would forget her bags, I would be like, no bags. No. Everything in the cart. (laughs) Because if you think about it, you really didn't need, you don't need the grocery bags. Like everything has, usually has its own packaging and don't get the little bags to put your vegetable in. Like that is my biggest Oh, the produce bags? Don't get the produce bags, especially for your oranges and your apples. Like why? Mm. It has its own packaging. You do not. That's so true. You do not need like little bags. And I get it. Like she'll use a little bag to pick up like, you know, my dog poop, like for our little dog. So like, it's fine. But um. (laughs) But when we used to go to the grocery store, I would be like, okay, don't get any bags. Just like put everything in the cart and then we'll go to the trunk where she, where we go to the car where she had a little cooler. So she would just put everything in the cooler and then we bring the cooler in. So it was like, you don't need the grocery bags. And she was like, okay, Mm -hmm. okay. And then after that, like she, I think she was like, I need to remember my bag so I don't just like throw everything in the cart. Yeah. (laughs) Started like doing that after we went grocery shopping. So yeah, maybe I don't maybe try it out. Sometimes like mm-hmm. going cold turkey for grocery bags is just maybe that's a good way to do it. Mhm. Yeah. And they're actually like cute now. You can go to if you have a Trader Joe's by you and I know not everyone has Trader Joe's local to them. Like when I was in college, I think the closest Trader Joe's was like 2 hours away. Oh my. And yeah, I mean like Trader Joe's I feel like is it in small areas. They're like a city franchise yeah. mm-hmm. um but if you do have a trader joe's around you trader joe's uh reusable bags are 99 cents so it's incredible i know like whole foods for example their reusable bags are like 5.99 mm-hmm. so you can find some um nice reusable bags at some of your grocery yes. stores trader I joe's is to, just one that comes top of mind i used to go to tj maxx and they would have like the oh. big bags yeah the big bags yeah, made out of recycled yeah. material for 99 cents and they're actually really durable so i really 
I like those. Oh, I forgot about yeah, they have some like home goods. I think TJ Maxx Home Goods, Marshalls, mm-hmm. they're all under the same parent company. And yeah, they have really nice, like huge reusable bags. Yes. So reuse, reduce, recycle. Um, another one on another tip on the like kind of food group still, if we're going off of that, is uh composting. Composting is another effort that like I've implemented and I've watched my mom compost in our own garden like while mm-hmm. I was growing up. So like composting was kind of ingrained into my brain. And when I got to college, my roommate Rachel would have a little compost bin that she got from Target with like compostable plastic bags that we would like line the little bin, the little mm-hmm. like bucket with. And then we would just like each of us would rotate going to um, our college had like a composting site we would like go there and like throw oh, the nice. like yeah throw the like bag away so like that was really helpful um and when I moved into my first apartment I didn't buy the a little composting bin yet but what I did was I saved an old ice cream bucket I put all of my food scraps in there and I put it in the freezer and that was like a good way of composting that like doesn't stink it like mm-hmm. it's very it's odorless it's just like you know, so easy and efficient. And then when I would, when the bucket was full, I would kind of like let it thaw out or I would just kind of like bang it against like the deck to like, <laughs> like get it unfrozen. And then I would put yeah. it into a plastic or not plastic bag. I would put it into a paper bag and then I would transport it to my local compost site, which was like five minutes from my house. I just oh, did nice. a quick that's Google cool. search of composting sites and there it was. Yeah. I didn't even know that was a thing. And in the summers, I would even like rollerblade to it so I didn't have to like use my car to like drive to the composting site. So it was like a 30 minute like rollerblading adventure and it was actually really cool. So all it takes is a little Google search. And Mm -hmm. now I'm grateful that San Diego actually just implemented composting efforts. Last week, they dropped a big green composting bin right outside of our house with a little little composting pail for us to put our scraps in inside the house. So I'm so psyched about it. That's like a dream. I know that some places like where I went to college didn't even have recycling. Mm. Like, I mean, we had recycling bins where you would gather your recycling and then we had to find like a recycling center to drop it off where I know that like cities and suburbs will have uh, like a recycling bin and people actually pick it up. Mm -hmm. And for there to be like a trash recycling and compost service where they come to you. That is so awesome. It is. Yeah. It's really nice. It is a luxury. But like I said, like when I didn't have the composting service back in college or when I had my first apartment, like I just got the little bin and I got the little, it's like a green, uh, it's like a green plastic compostable bag that you can mm-hmm. line the bin with and it worked just fine. So like those are small composting efforts that you can take advantage of. And you'd be surprised mm-hmm. of how much like food waste that you throw away that can actually be composted. Yeah. yeah, that's so true. I haven't composted before, but I really want to get into it. And I find that it's like, it's tough because there are some services for composting. Like I've looked into services and then it's like a hundred dollars a month or something like oh, that, wow. which is not an expense that I can have right now. Yeah. And so it's really tough sometimes like the accessibility of composting, mm-hmm. but that's so true. Just like an ice cream bucket in your freezer and drop it off at your closest station mm-hmm. is a good tip to get started. So 
Yeah, look into Check it. Check it out. Yeah, it's just kind of fun because, like, sometimes now I like catch myself like throwing stuff away, and I'm like, oh, that can be composted. Yeah, well, and then, then I'm like, oh, this could go in the compost bin. <laughs> yeah, and then if you have a garden, like mm-hmm. your mom's epic garden, you can use it. Yes, so that's cool. <laughs> yeah, so but, that that's one thing that you could also do to start mm-hmm. your efforts. And what is something that you have? And then I think we should like rapid fire some of them just so okay. we can like get some of our tips out of the way for you to be for our listeners to be able to think about mm-hmm. what are some of the different ways things that you can implement into your own yeah. life. Yeah, that's a good idea. It's it's so fun to have discussions, like conversations around everything. And I love how conversational this is, but I'm like, yeah, I should probably rapid fire. Um so the well, next I mean like that- it's good. Conversations yeah, are true. good. And we encourage you to have these conversations mm-hmm. with people, whether it's your family members, whether it's your friends, just being like, hey, like what are hey, we're using this paper straw, mm-hmm. I see. Like, what are some other things that we could, or maybe even, you guys have seen? I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel like it's and a like good, even, it'd be something fun for like happy hour or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, even like with us, like we're speaking on our experiences, but like, I don't know, call us out. Like if we could be doing more, if we said something True. wrong. So it's fun to have like open the dialogue. But yep. um, okay, next thing that I have um this is a small actually no I'm gonna that'll be a rapid fire one the next one that I've really focused on and I know that we really want to talk about this more in depth on the pod is non-toxic beauty cleaning products like Mm -hmm. and specifically for this conversation I want to touch on non-toxic cleaning products Mm -hmm. and um so when I say toxic it's um like chemical ingredients that are more harmful to us and to the earth than other ingredients. Um, so I know that I use this as one of our very first tip trick things, but Branch Basics is one of my personal favorite um, like non-toxic cleaning products that they actually have reusable bottles where you can just buy their concentrate and then fill it with water and concentrate. Mm. So you can reuse the packaging. So you're not buying like 10 different spray bottles. Um, You can reuse the packaging, but also it doesn't have harsh chemicals. So in the end, you know, if it, when it gets into the environment, it's not harmful and it's also less harmful to us so that we're not um, having those toxic ingredients in our home. I know I've talked about this before, but I'm very, very sensitive to fragrance and get headaches with fragrance and, um, Sometimes even like I get itchy. So mm-hmm. for the environment and for our bodies, uh, that's one thing that I've really tried to like slowly but surely swap out and bring in some more non-toxic products um, when I run out of like my conventional products. Mm. So, and it's tough because sometimes it can be more of an investment on the front end with like Branch Basics, for example, but then you, it all kind of washes out and then actually helps you make money back or not make money back, but save money because you just have to buy then the concentrate instead of like all of the packaging again. So yeah. it's, a, a, I guess, an initial upfront investment, but then um, saves money over time. So, yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's actually such a good one because it's like buying those bottles might like buying the package might be costly upfront but it's like being able to have like refills and this way you're not like 
repurchasing the bottles. It's like it's saving you money and it's like you're saving plastic. Mm -hmm. So that's really awesome. Yeah. That reminds me too of our favorite, one of our fave companies, Kundalini Candles. Yes. Of how they have candle refills. So like we all, you know, we love a candle, love a candle. And the fact that you can like buy refills and not have to always buy like a new vessel because like candles are cute. You don't always Mm want to have to get rid of your candles. And I mean, you can repurpose them. Like I'll use my candle um, vessel sometimes to like plant a succulent or for like storage in my bathroom, things like that. But um, I guess overall is supporting brands that have refill options is a really great idea. Yeah. Or repurposing, repurposing like some of your jars, like we Mm -hmm. mentioned before. But yeah, Kundalini candles is great. And I actually just used my refill because I ran out of my candle and it's amazing. I got, I'm using my vanilla candle now. It smells so good. Vanilla shea butter. Yes. It's Mm, amazing. So if you guys are looking for some cool candles as well as a new vessel, go to Kundalini candles. We'll link our referral code in the description Mm -hmm. box and you can use the code BYOB podcast to get you a discount when you check out. Yes. They're so good. Oh, and okay. Like for the soaps and stuff, like this will be part of my rapid fire is if you can't get a hold of Branch Basics, another really good one out there is Dr. Bronner's. Dr. Bronner's is oh, an yeah. all-natural brand, and they come in these, like, big um, big bottles, and it's concentrated soap that you can literally mm-hmm. use for anything. They come in all sorts of different scents. You've probably seen them in stores, but you just haven't recognized it. It's an all-natural brand, like I mentioned, and no toxic ingredients and a little bit goes such a long way. So water mm-hmm. it down, put a little drop in there. You can use it for laundry. You can use it for cleaning, literally anything. Hand soap, mm-hmm. shampoo, I think even. like yeah. body you wash. read the bottle? I feel like the, the bottle yeah. sounds like all of it. It <laughs> has like literally 20 different uses. Shaving cream, like literally everything. But okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's okay, yeah. rapid fire some. Rapid fire. You first. Next one. Uh, you go. Okay. Um, water bottle, duh. Uh, if you oh, are still yeah. using plastic water bottles, knock it off. Um, get your own <laughs> cute. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Open positive space here. Um, <laughs> but anyway, get yourself a cute water bottle. I have like a half gallon that I carry around with me. Um, Ellie has her Stanley Cup, not the hockey trophy, the the 40 ounce yes. tumbler. Yes. So get yourself a water bottle. Yes, yes. Um, my other one is carpooling. Carpooling goes a long Ooh, way when yeah. you are, yeah, if you're going anywhere with friends, if you're all meeting up somewhere, like just ask someone if like they want to carpool with you because it's it's so good for the environment and it's great. Um, I also got myself a hybrid SUV. So being able to, um, if you have the financial means and you're looking for a new vehicle, maybe invest in one that is hybrid. This way you don't have to pay as much for gas and you are saving some money in the environment so that's my second one my next one is using a microfiber towel for your face instead of using makeup wipes so no makeup wipes use a microfiber towel because that's something that's soft and then you can just reuse it in the future and you're not throwing away makeup wipes and again saving money next um oh yeah dr browner soap i already mentioned this um 
I will say another tip that you can do to learn more about this, because we can talk on and on about this, but it's not going to stick unless you like you really resonate with the information. So I would say find creators online that you really resonate with um, to help you with your sustainability journey and to just overall learn more. Two of my favorite creators are the first one is Re Lauren. And just like reduce, mm. reuse, recycle, re-Lauren, one word, R-E-L-A-U-R-E-N. She's on TikTok. She's one of my favorite creators. She makes all sorts of little videos to help you be more sustainable. And it's she's amazing. Second one is at Black Forager, all one word. Alexis is such, I swear, she is a little fairy. Like she... <laughs> I love her personality and she talks about foraging and like I don't okay I'll tell you a little story about my foraging around the neighborhood I pick up like little fruits <laughs> just because I pick up little fruits around the neighborhood because sometimes you know like they fall and they're still in good t- condition but she forages on a whole nother level where she's actually going out there and collecting plants and different things that are edible and educating us about what we can consume um, but it's just really entertaining and it just like reminds me that like, hey, there are other things that we can make food out of that we don't know. Um, and like I said, it's just like really entertaining to watch her videos. So find creators that you resonate with. So this way you can learn more about other sustainable tips. Okay, your turn. Yes, some rapid fire. So number one, this also might be kind of like, duh, but um, paperless billing. So mm-hmm. anything that you oh, can enroll Such in- a good example. Yes, mm-hmm. anything like small things. And oftentimes you actually get discounts Yes, um, when you do enroll in paperless billing, whether it be for car insurance, your phone bill, um, everything. So if you can enroll in paperless billing, because not only is it less paper, but hopefully less bills for you to pay. Second thing, <laughs> also have mentioned this before, and a tip trick thing is wool dryer balls. Mm-hmm. And... Um, awesome and that you're not using like a million dryer sheets and you can put some drops of essential oil if you still want it to smell nice. Um, next thing I have is food containers. So like trying to reduce the use of Ziplocs or things like that. Mm-hmm. So you can get like reusable uh, Ziploc type of containers that are made of silicone and are like dishwasher safe and you can save things in there. Obviously like reusing your jars. I'll often, if I have like a spaghetti jar or something like that, I'll often use those jars for food storage Mm -hmm. or like making things. So like my chia seed pudding, I'll make in like an old prego jar (laughs) and um sometimes i even drink out of it because it's like a i'm actually doing it right now my hydration elixir is in a prego jar um like reusing yeah or like you can use it as a like a vessel to hold like a vase for your bouquet of flowers Mm -hmm. um so yeah food containers in general like storing food where you don't need plastic but you can also use old jars for that and then the last two things kind of go hand in hand but i'd say like there are so many facebook groups out there for like clothing swaps or buy nothing groups yes so i'm in a buy nothing group and you can um pretty much like get rid of something in there or like put a wish like if you need something um and it's incredible because you it's like in a geographical area where you have neighbors around you where it's like again kind of supporting the local economy 
And the whole premise is like testing out an environment where nothing is bought. Like you Mm -hmm. either give something or you gift something. So um, yeah. And then also like clothing swaps, Facebook groups. So I'd say taking advantage of your local area um, and being able to swap or gift things. So those are my rapid fires. I think that's really all I had. Yeah. But I love the buy sell group. I just joined one in San Diego and people give away some good stuff. Oh my gosh. They really do. Like someone yesterday in the buy nothing group was I'm in the market for a new yoga mat and they were giving away like a very fancy Lululemon yoga mat. And like someone was giving away a nice couch. Like you can, yeah, there's some really nice things that you can get or give. Like I have some things that I want to post in the buy nothing group that I'm trying to get rid of. Um, and yeah, but I would say like moving forward, the things that I want to work on for myself, because like we've been talking about, it's a journey and, um, you know, we're not perfect. I know for me, like I've come a ways in the things that I've implemented, but I have a really long way to go and there's more things that I want to do. So I'd say the next thing for me is I really want to get better at meal prepping so that I have less food waste. Um, cause like I said, I love to grocery shop, which I enjoy grocery shopping. Like maybe I should be a door dasher because I think it's really fun to grocery <laughs> shop or like a, like a grocery delivery person. I really enjoy grocery shopping and that can be a downfall though, because sometimes I get more than I need. And so I'm really trying to be better about planning my meals and snacks so that I don't have any food waste like I don't want to have to throw zucchini away because I didn't use it or oh I didn't use my pesto fast enough like I'm really trying to work on that that's one thing that I want to get better at but yeah um me too that's such a big one like even though I like I said I have limited fruit food storage space it's so hard not to just like I don't know I just need to like think about like okay do I actually need the Costco size of this item no I am just one person and sometimes my boyfriend Malik comes over and we're just two people we don't need a whole family size of this thing so just like being cognizant of that and one of my like biggest goals in life is to be able to grow my own food so Mm -hmm. like being able to like have my own fruit trees is such a like uh that that's when I just know that I'll like that I've made it is when I have my own fruit tree, when I have my own garden. So being just more cognizant of the my composting effort is something that I want to continue to work on. Like, I know that like we just got our composting bin, but like, I think like when I get my own place, I really want to have a compost where there's like actual live worms and stuff. So this way I can like create like, yeah. So like be able to use that, the um like the compost and everything for my garden and just learning more about that space in general is something that I'm really passionate Mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so cool. I would say that's a goal of mine as well is to be able to grow my own food. And I, there's so many ways you can do that. Even in the city, like hydroponically, you can get Mm -hmm. like a hydroponic, um, like vertical thing. My dream is to have like a chicken coop and a garden. And then when I think about like Elizabeth, that's my real name, if you don't know. <laughs> Will do I really want to tend to chickens? Like I want chickens, but if I know myself, like, can I and will I do that? 
I'm not sure. But right now, would love to have chicken. You could just have a few. And maybe if you get like you get like an Australian shepherd or something, maybe they can (laughs) herd your chickens. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, I just want like some farm fresh eggs. Mm -hmm. You can like, I don't know, I think to be able to have your like, yeah, be able to grow your own food and be your own not only being your own boss, but being your own like farmer for your family. I think that's so cool. Be so. your own farmer. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, we're changing our podcast name to BYOF. F. Be your own farmer. But no, I, I'm with you there. And I think it's so fun to, to be able, and fun and like gratifying and it's a hobby to be able to have a garden, have your own food. Yeah. TBD on the chickens, but be pretty cool go out and get some eggs every morning yeah anyway um today it was so fun to talk about our journeys and I know this episode was so fun like be able to converse about things too and um what we're doing and some ideas that you can implement and like I said like our dms are open where if you disagree if you agree if you have ideas for us like let us know because um i think in the end like we're trying to be good global citizens Mm -hmm. earth citizens um and it's a journey so we're supporting you in your journey whatever that looks like and we're always here to chat more about it Mm -hmm. positive vibes only like don't bring any negativity into our dms like if you approach us with anything that like you want us to work on for our sustainability journey um yeah do it nicely yeah kindness (laughs) everything you should do it with kindness because kindness is free that's true and um so is grace Mm -hmm. yes is always free you're right. So if you're listening to this podcast and you feel a little overwhelmed by how many things that you are doing or how many things you are not doing, that was not the intention of this episode. The intention of these, this episode was to bring overall awareness to where you are in your own journey and where we are in our journey and just brain helping you brainstorm things that you can potentially apply into your life. If it doesn't work for you mm-hmm. in any way, we're not telling you that you need to do it. But like I said, we're creating a positive environment for you and potentially creating some resources and education around it, this topic mm-hmm. if you haven't heard or talked a lot about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. So give yourself um, grace. On that note, yes, give yourself grace for sure. Um, on that note, do you have an affirmation for us to close out this fun episode? I sure do. So the affirmation that I have for us today is... I open my heart to receive all of Earth's beautiful miracles and unlimited blessings. I love that. That's very nice. Not only for the topic, Mother Earth. It's incredible. Yes. Gratitude, grace, happiness. Mm Mm-hmm. That's, that's like the new like live laugh love <laughs> put it put it in your kitchen yeah where live laugh love is always in your kitchen mm-hmm. um but yeah well on that note we hope you all have a wonderful earth day um celebrate you know whether that be going on a hike 
just sitting outside. Maybe it's looking at pictures from cool trips that you've been on of your favorite place on earth, whatever that looks like for you. Hopefully the Saturday, and if you're listening to us after Earth Day too, um, whatever it is, like take some time to really bask in that gratitude and think about um, what you want to do to celebrate. So Mm -hmm. we so appreciate you listening and hope to continue the conversation with kindness, um, like Rian said. So you can find us over on Instagram at Be Your Own Boss Podcast and then in our Facebook community, which is Be Your Own Boss Podcast Community. And we'd love to chat there about any ideas that you have for that and implementing some different things. Um, So yeah, hopefully chat with you soon over there. Let's start the conversation because that's what we like to see. And be sure to share this episode with your friends, with somebody else that you want to be able to have the sustainable efforts to, uh, that you want to be able to have the sustainable efforts to rely on and be accountable for. So like I said, share this podcast. We would love to have your friends join us for the conversation as well to overall grow our community. And like Ellie said, make sure you are following up with us on Instagram as well as Facebook to keep up with us on all of the updates on all days besides Thursday. So that's Mm -hmm. it for this episode. We loved having this conversation. It was amazing. And we will continue to see you next time on our next BYOB. Bye, everyone. Bye, bosses. (laughs) 